This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the James Perspective and today's Victoria Law. Victoria Law <laughs> Monday. There you go. So are you glad your parents didn't name you Victory? Yeah, I'm pretty glad. <laughs> <laughs> or Moonbeam or something like that. Yeah, I would have gotten beat up a lot. <laughs> I don't know how that came up. Dwayne brought that up. <laughs> apparently, apparently in Dwayne's family, there were two people who wanted Victoria. to name him Victoria, their child Victoria. And so... The one who picked it first, that name first, such his name for victory. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, name him Sue. Whatever. It's, it's a guy. Anyway. Yeah. Well, welcome back, Victoria. And I'm glad you're prepared. I was very, very busy last night. I did glance over this opinion. What's the name of the opinion of the, uh, of the uh, case? It's United States v. Fisher. And Fisher is a J6 defendant? Yes. Okay, well, why don't, do you have anything you want to ask before we start, or you just want to let her get going? Let's let her get going. I'll ask questions as we go. Okay, yeah. Um, so, we'll do a little bit of the background. So, um, as you said, you know, uh, Fisher is, was there on January 6th at the Capitol protest that took place. Um, the court ended up combining his case with two other defendants that were there that day. So, it's Fisher, Lang, and Miller. So they were all there at the rally, and they were all charged in three separate indictments. Um, there are accounts that they had pushed past the security and into the Capitol. Congress had to recess for six hours. You know, everybody's familiar with what happened. It was on the news a lot, and it's been talked about very frequently. So they were each charged with felony offenses of assaulting, resisting, imp and impeding certain officers. Um, these three individuals in particular had gotten violent with the officers. Um, one of them, I think, was pushing past them with the shield, just got aggressive with them. They were charged with misdemeanor offenses of disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. And um, these two sets of charges, um, none of the defendants are contesting that um, these should be dismissed. But the third charge that they all were charged with, with is the obstruction of an official proceeding, specifically um, it's section uh, 18 U.S.C. section 1512, subsection C2, which is what we'll really talk a lot about today. So it reads, um, whoever corruptly, one, alters, destroys, mutilates, or conceals a record, document, or other object, or attempts to do so with the intent to impair the object's integrity or availability for use in an official proceeding, or <laughs> number two, otherwise objects, influences, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so, shall be fined or imprisoned, um, or both. So the defendants filed a motion to dismiss on this obstruction of an official proceeding charge, claiming that um, their conduct isn't covered by it. Their interpretation of that statute is that Section 1, which talks about the obstruction of a document, and Subsection 2 are interlinked. So subject Section 2 is constrained by the specifics of Subsection 1. Um, the district court agreed with them and granted the motion. But the United States government appealed and the appellate court reversed, saying that, no, their conduct was obstructive and that this statute does apply to them. Which, which appellate court are we in? This is the um, D.C. Circuit. 
Oh gosh, really? I'm shocked. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess getting a little into their opinion, um, they start by saying that in order for a court to dismiss a charge like this, it's pretty rare because it impedes onto the fundamental responsibilities of a grand jury. So they don't take it very lightly. Um, but then they really get into the nitty gritty of dissecting this statute. Um, so the majority starts with um, stating that there are three interpretations of the statute at play here with, you know, everything that's kind of going on in the case. So the government, which is what the, just the appellate court agrees with, um, argues that the words corrupt, obstruct, influence, and impede should be read in a broad meaning, broad meaning, including all forms of obstructive conduct, not just what pertains to documents. The district court wrote in their um, ruling that um, this statute should be read narrowly. It limits obstructive conduct as it pertains to a document. And then the appellees kind of have devised a third subsection of the district court's argument, arguing that um, what the appellate court calls an evidence impairment theory, stating that this statute only applies to the obstruction of evidence. That's how it's always been applied um, to people um, taking certain conduct to like intimidate a witness or to destroy certain documents. That's the history of the statute and that's how it should be applied. The defendants here weren't doing anything of that nature so it doesn't apply um and the appellate court also kind of strikes down that interpretation of it as well favoring with the government's broad interpretation of it okay um so the elements of this crime are what according to the prosecution let's see um you know what i'm asking like what actions they took no all right so to 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 criminal to 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 convict someone of a crime Mm -hmm. You have to be. You have to be able to prove certain elements of that crime. Mm-hmm. What do you have? What's the burden of proof on the prosecution? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the statute, it's, it's statutory interpretation is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Now. So this is not a common law statute. In fact, in Louis, in the United States, criminal law is not common law. It's all statutory. Mm-hmm. You have criminal. You have common law criminal criminal uh, criminal prosecutions in England, but not here. Mm-hmm. So we're we're looking at a statute, and we're trying to determine from this statute what does the government have to prove. And it looks like to me the first thing it has to be corrupt. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I don't know if they've addressed that or not, but that'd be my first question: is what is corrupt? And then there's one um, C one that's altered, destroys, mutilates, or conceals records. Mm-hmm. You talked about that. They're not they're not prosecuting under that one, right? No, it's the second one. All right, so it's two. Whoever corruptly obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding. So they're saying that they, they've proved corruption? Yes. So they do um, later on in the opinion address the topic of corruption and that um, they the appellate court is wear, weary of going into a firm definition of corruption because the Supreme Court has kind of urged against that. But they um, state something along the lines of um, if you are trying to reach a result, whether it's lawful or unlawful, through unlawful means, knowing that those means were unlawful, that's corrupt intent. So the appellate court states that being violent with a police officer, that's corrupt intent. Um, that action in itself is lawful. Um, civilians have enough of a warning to know not to get violent with police officers. That's kind of common knowledge. But there's already a statute against that. Mm-hmm. If you get, if you go up. Uh- if you get violent with a police officer, that's that's a crime. Yeah. All right. And 
All right. So, so I'm just trying to figure out what they're arguing. Mm-hmm. All right. They, they will go back. There is, but clearly they're not. They're not arguing. Number one. Mm-hmm. All right. And we talked about this a little bit. I don't know if you know this about Enron. Yes. Yeah. Do they talk about Enron in there. They do. Yes. Um, the dissent really focuses on it. Um, as so, the statute was created after the Enron scandal. Um, when Congress realized there was a a gap in the the statute that you could charge the person who had prompted the destruction of the records, but there was no statute to charge the person who had actually destroyed the records. So that's why it was created in the first place. Okay, and so that, in other words, that that's that was acknowledged. I was wondering if that was history history was going to be in there. Mm-hmm. All right, so back to it though that you the the it was a two to one opinion, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it was, if there was just one dissent, um, the majority opinion gets around corruption by saying basically corruption is committing a crime. Mm-hmm. Really, that's that, to me. I'm having trouble with that interpretation because it bootstraps. All right, it, I corruptly obstruct. That and, and no definition of what corrupt is, right? Not Legally. in the statute, right? There Not in no, the statute. Mm-mm. All right. So that, that at that point, they do go into a common law reading. They'll look at other cases and see right. what that corruption means, but. You're not supposed to do that. At your, oh, okay. It's supposed to be spelled out. So You're that, that would not. be more of a civil when you go into that. Right? Well, common, common law, common law everywhere but Louisiana and United States is going to be, it, it, all the states are common law except Louisiana hmm. in civil matters. In civil okay. matters, we look at statutes still. We go right to the statute. It's so funny. I make her read every single statute that we cite, or even if it's just a form. Yeah, she has to go back and read it. All right, because we're we are driven by statute. We're not driven by the whims of a of a judge. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, instead, we're in Washington. No. We're, we're, we're instead we're 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 governed by the whims of the legislature. But anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. So so they don't define corrupt, but they basically bootstrap it. If you obstruct, you're corrupt. Mm-hmm. Why would you put the word in there? Why would you say corruptly? I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. And what is it? And what do they say? Why do they say? Why would you? Why don't you just say whoever otherwise obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding? Why do you need the word corruption? They um, argue that the word corruption. They do kind of go into that a little bit. That it is a um, safeguard for activists and lobbyists. So that the word corruption and that corrupt intent is what separates somebody who. I guess, you know, is trying to impede an official proceeding versus a lobbyist or an activist who doesn't have that corrupt intent and is trying to, you know, influence. influence, Yeah. So protest. It's for protesting, Jane. Right. Well, I mean, any official proceeding. All right. Otherwise obstructs. All right. So whoever corruptly obstructs, influences or impedes. All right. I could see that on influences. Mm -hmm. I could see that. All right. Okay. I, I I send a lobbyist to Washington D.C. to influence a, but that's what they're talking about. All right, obstructing and impedes are two different things. I don't think lobbyists are obstructing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so you I guess you could read it otherwise obstructs corruptly influences or impedes. Why would you Why would you I'm just asking. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm reading the statute. This is how I go. That's how I do it. This, mm-hmm. is, this is me practicing law. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this and go okay. Whoever corruptly or otherwise obstructs, 
you know what that sounds like to me that you can't be a lobbyist anymore you read it the way that the that the majority reads it if i corruptly other or no, so uh, so what they're reading it is they're saying section mm-hmm. one is one thing mm-hmm. and section two is an otherwise yes okay so things not covered by one are covered by this so whoever corruptly obstructs influences or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so like giving trips to certain senators to vote a certain way or congressmen like a lobbyist does every day yeah Okay, but so but basically, you're saying they read it to say that that corruptly means ill motive. All right, so so basically, I get it. They're saying that that that. that all right, but what is it? All right, what is it? What do they give examples? Otherwise, obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding. And so, official proceeding was the Senate. Yes, it was. Um, they went into a little bit of the definition of an official proceeding. Um, nobody is, or at least they're not accepting the argument that this wasn't an official proceeding. Um, the appellees try to argue that because there was no investigation of evidence involved, that it wasn't an official proceeding. But the appellate court states that the term official proceeding has never been defined to that definition. So for all intents and purposes, this was an official proceeding, according to them. Okay, I'm much Um. Yeah, basically, they state that um, when interpreting a statute, if the language is clear, that language controls. So under a natural reading of those two subsections, um, the natural reading leads you to assume that it means all forms of corruptions otherwise should be defined as in a different manner. So subsection one state relates to documents. The term otherwise in subsection two um, is defined as in a different manner, meaning it's a works as a catch-all for all other obstructive conduct. Um, yeah, and that's really kind of the crux of their argument is that this is a catch-all. The um, defendant's actions fall under that um, fall under that catch-all. All right, and the and and the the defendants are arguing. The defendants are arguing two things. That one, it wasn't corrupt what they did. Corrupt I, to me is not just criminal. That to me, if, mm-hmm. well, my, if you ask me what everyday living, you know, I would say if I go punch him in the nose, yeah, that's criminal intent, but it's not corruption. Mm-hmm. But if I punch him in the nose to prevent him from going in and doing his job, that could be corruption, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Corruption to me is doing something. When you think of something as corrupt, mm-hmm. it's it's been it's been tainted. It's been it's been. Fixes in, and I really am. I am really just trying to. Yeah, yeah. I would never have thought corrupt meant criminal intent. Why don't they just say that? Mm -hmm. Whoever with criminal intent otherwise obstructs. That I would go. Oh, okay, I got it. That Mm -hmm. covers lobbyists. Mm -hmm. If you don't have criminal intent, that's why corrupt's in there, maybe. No, corrupt. Corrupt is they had. They know what. Listen, in the United States, every 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 criminal statute's passed. They know what criminal intent. Mm-hmm. You have to have you have to have mens rea. Mm-hmm. You have to have criminal intent. All right. You have to have criminal intent to corrupt. That means it's something more because you have to have criminal intent to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's so like, all right. So if you have criminal intent to corruptly, why put the word corruptly in there? Why is it whoever intentionally or with criminal intent obstructs, influences or impedes? That would make sense. But that word corruptly is put in there. Why? Because they're talking about Enron. They were talking about a bunch of crooks. They're talking about a bunch of millionaire crooks, billionaire crooks. That's what they were talking about. Very corrupt people. Hiding from the teachers that they were stealing their money. That's corruption. 
that's not that's not going to the, the Capitol and protesting. I agree 100 percent. But if I want to make something more general so I can use it anytime I want, I might put that in there. That makes it unconstitutional. Well, I understand. But, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's being your case last week. What's mm-hmm. the name? Uh, what was it called? Um, oh, I can't. Hanson. Hanson. Yeah. Hanson. That's it. You, we, yeah, in that case, they said it will. It applies here. Um, if you have standing to say that it shouldn't because it's too broad, well, then you can do it. Well, these guys have standing to say this is too broad. I agree. Um, uh, again, in Washington, those courts are basically the narrative. Well, that means that everything they, everything they do is corrupt. So Right. So they're sure. actually violating this statute. Right. right. <laughs> well, that's the point. That's mm-hmm. the point. I think that, that it, it is true. That it's very broad. All right. Well, all right. So I understand that the argument from the dissent, which you said apparently the dissent said that that otherwise obstructs completely makes number one. Number two makes number one irrelevant. Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. Yeah. So what's the purpose of two? So the purpose of two. According to the dissent. Let me see. Um So two, so people listening can't just because we're we're reading it's easy for yeah. us to follow. C two says whoever otherwise obstructs, influences, or impedes any official procedure attempts to do so. What's the purpose of it? So the purpose of um, section two, the dissent goes into <clears throat> excuse me the definition of otherwise. So if you look at the um, linguistic structure of that statute um, and the context of it, the word otherwise should not be defined as in a manner different from, it should be interpreted as in a manner similar to. Um, In the English language, we have words that alter meaning, you know, depending on their context. And the dissent argues that this is one of those situations. So the purpose of subsection two is to be interconnected with with subsection one and to cover things unforeseen. So to broaden subsection one just ever so slightly as it relates to documents. So maybe just a couple of things that Congress couldn't have foreseen at the time, but is still in that realm. In that realm, is that a stretch? I mean, well, you know, if you know, that's a stretch for their argument. And they call these the omnibuses, but they call these clauses. Mm-hmm. By the way, I mean, it's picking up um, things that they couldn't foresee, foresee. Mm-hmm. right? And and to me, that goes against criminal law. Okay, criminal law, you're supposed to know in advance. It's called ex post facto. I I do something today, the government makes it illegal tomorrow and prosecutes me, that's a very Stalinist thing to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I don't know that I agree with that interpretation either. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that I agree with that one either. Um, I'm not so sure I wouldn't just find if I were a judge, I might find two unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. You didn't make it clear. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. If you obstruct, influence or impede, what does that mean? We don't. It's not clear. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I agree. To me, to me, the statutes are poorly written. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but but we got it. She. Uh, so, is it a she or he? It's a she. She. Yeah. Do we assume an agenda? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so um so um otherwise obstructs. Right. So whoever corruptly obstructs, and that's that word. I'm glad we all focused on that because that word. Defines Hillary Clinton. Well, it def- yeah, <laughs> especially since she wants to throw me and you in a gulag yeah. and retrain us to think the right way. All right. So, 
the, the, all right, I would say this. Mm-hmm. It does make sense if I put it this way, whoever corruptly obstructs. Okay. But you got to read corruption for what we normally think corruption means. Mm-hmm. You, it, it sounds like the, what they say it means. You got you have the exact language. I don't. Um, I can find it. Yeah, I'll, I'll kill time while you're doing it. So what I'm having her do is I'm having her look up what what what. Yeah, you look up corruption in Google. What's trying? Now remember, uh, my uh, particular spelling talents are not good. Uh, I mean, and then I've got to look at the sources and make sure it's not. Oh, no, I just want to know what, the, what people what, what a dictionary would say corruption. Well, I've got one from Investopedia. Dishonest behavior by those in positions of power. Dishonest. They weren't being dishonest. You know what I'm saying? And, and so when and they I say, use Investopedia because they're trying to make money. So I figure they're paying for these. So there you go. Okay. So I found what the majority. That's what I want to know. Okay. So um, this is the paragraph where they first go into the definition of corrupt intent. So the district court expressly declined to interpret corruptly as used in um, that statute, concluding that the common meanings of corruptly are sufficiently capacious so as to so as not to limit or clarify the actus reus charged in the indictment. I do not agree that the meaning of corruptly is necessarily capacious and note that a narrow construction of corruptly would indeed limit the actus reus of subsection C to violation. Subsection C. Oh, it's. So the one subsection one and two that we've been talking about falls under oh, subsection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, the requirement of corrupt intent prevents subsection C two from sweeping up a great deal of conduct that has nothing to do with obstruction. For instance, lobbyists who know that they advocate for morally wrongful cases. Let's see, as relevant as relevant to the instant case, the allegations against appellees appear to be sufficient to meet any proposed definition of corrupt intent. Without expressing a preference for any particular kind, any particular definition definition of corruptly, I consider three candidates. And then they continue. If you would like me to continue, but uh, well, you know, it's it's coming clear to me. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Um, I got to find the statute. I mean, that case again. I've lost it. Um, here it is. Let's let's take the what I would consider mm-hmm. just ordinary terms of it. Yeah. What corruption means? To say dishonest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoever dishonestly alters, destroys, mutilates, or conceals a record, document, or other object. You, yeah, I can destroy my documents. Mm-hmm. Right? I can mutilate. I can conceal. I can do all kinds. Of, in fact, I do conceal my documents. I don't let anybody see them. I yeah. won't let the government see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not being corrupt. I'm not being dishonest. I'm being honest with you. No, you're not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's dishonesty. Mm-hmm. All right? Two, whoever dishonestly obstructs influences or impedes dishonest if that to me that's it's what does the word capacious even mean mm-hmm. do you even know i never heard that word before i've heard it uh by poets yeah <laughs> capacious capable of containing large quality spacious having a capacity to obtain much larger space all right so they're saying that we're going to make this we're going to we're going to expand mm-hmm. that word all right so let me just tell you from an old lawyer looking at this um um i think that they are misreading corrupt i think that they read it out they mm-hmm. wanted to convict these people and they made corrupt they had to get around that word yeah and so one more time read their reasoning on corruption yes um 
Okay. The district court expressly declined to interpret corruptly as used in subsection C, concluding only that the common meanings of corruptly are sufficiently capacious so as not to limit or clarify the actus reus charged in the indictment. All right, stop it right there. So what they said was Mm -hmm. there's room in the common understanding of corruption Mm -hmm. to include this. That's what the appellate court is, is arguing, yes. That's what they're saying when they say capacious. They're saying there's a lot of room here, a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. That, just letting you know, that is, goes against everything that we in the United States believe on criminal statutes. Mm-hmm. It's got to be clear. It can't be overbroad. You mm-hmm. can't say, well, corrupt means everything. Okay, so and yeah. How, and how did they get this to be corrupt? They said, why? Because. Let's see. Um. The requirement of corrupt intent prevents subsection C2 from sweeping up a great deal of conduct that has nothing to do with obstruction. So, for instance, lobbyists. As relevant to the instant case, the allegations against appellees appear to be sufficient to meet, to meet any proposed definition of corrupt intent. Without expressing a preference for any particular kind of de- definition of corruptly, I consider three candidates. And then they go into more of... I want to hear it. Let's see. <laughs> I just got to... They have a paragraph of of citation, so let me get to the next part where they start talking again. Okay. First, in considering the meaning of of Section 1512 subsection B, so the statute before this one, in Arthur Anderson LLP v. United States, the Supreme Court noted that the natural meaning of corruptly is clear and that the word is normally associated with wrongful, immoral, depraved, or evil conduct. Dishonest. Yeah. Say it. Say it. You can say it. Mm-hmm. It's not to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Second, the government here asserts that the element of a corrupt state of mind is satisfied when a defendant acts with a corrupt purpose through independently corrupt means or both. Yeah, well, that, that is bootstrapping. All right. It says um, this is yellow because I say it's yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, Redefining. It's uh, what would you call it? Word salad. Not word salad. I would call it word thinking. I'm trying to think of another example. Um, that building is tall because it's tall. That's like, what they just said. Like circular he's, reasoning kind this, of. He's corrupt because mm-hmm. he's corrupt. That's yeah. that's what they just said. Mm-hmm. Read it again, that last sentence. That last sentence, let me see. Second, the government here asserts that the element of a corrupt state of mind is satisfied when a defendant acts with a corrupt purpose. Through independent... <laughs> stop, 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 stop. <laughs> What's that saying? That you're corrupt when you're being corrupt. You yeah, know? that's silly. Yeah, that's word thinking. <laughs> that's silly. Absolutely silly. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just, let's see. So under all these formulations, corrupt intent exists at least when an obstructive action is independently lawful, i.e. an independently unlawful act is necessarily wrongful and encompasses a perpetrator's use of independent independently corrupt means or an unlawful method. Let me ask you something as a, yeah. young, as a young person. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the protests were corrupt? No, I don't think those people... Do peop- you think yeah. lobbyists are corrupt? Oh, corrupt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think politicians are corrupt? Oh, yeah. That's corruption. It's dishonesty. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's defined, as I understand it, as you make huge gains at mm-hmm. the expense of others. All right, you know what? You know what? I think this is covering up section two. Mm-hmm. Um, Enron, I'm going to, and this will happen. 
we're going to ask for an injunction that you can't sell anything or, or destroy any records. Mm-hmm. And you have it on a Friday afternoon. I was involved in a case like this. I was on a sale of KPLC, like, right, uh, television station like Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, what they'll do is they'll have a little meeting, a, pre, a pre-meeting with the federal judge saying, hey, we're going to ask that they don't sell the station. Mm-hmm. And the judge says, you haven't done that yet. I'm not making any representations or whatever. They'll, they, they'll talk about it, right? What? Well, so you're at Enron and you go, oh, my God, if they get these records, they're going to lock me up for life. I got to do something. I would rather destroy them and see what happens. So you get them destroyed and then you fly to the Bahamas or someplace where there's no extra. Belize. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. That's otherwise being corrupt. Yeah. You're preventing you were going to be subpoenaed and you knew it. So you took off. And so you're trying to keep the government from investigating you. That's what that's covering. That's what Section 2 is covering. So you can't tear, you can't destroy your documents like you did in Enron, mm-hmm. and you can't run mm-hmm. like the guy from XR, not XRP. What was his name? FFX or FX? Yeah, FX. I think he violated that statute. Mm-hmm. Sam Bankman. Explain what he did. Fry. Anyway. Fry. Fry. <laughs> you know what about him? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Sam Bankman fried, but he he basically built a huge crypto exchange. Mm-hmm. And he took a lot of money from a lot of people, and he had this model where he would give it back to worthy causes. Mm-hmm. And he lived supposedly very simply. This was his thing. And the worthy causes he gave it to were Democratic uh, Party. That was the major one. He was the major, the biggest donor. Now, basically, he was taking people's money and acting like it was making all this money and kind of a Bernie Madoff thing. And then he'd pay some people at the top as a pyramid scheme, basically. And so then he would funnel that money to different places illegally. And he did it offshore. Uh, because Offshore meaning outside the jurisdiction of the United States. Right. That's called, so it could be in France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and in a place where it was more friendly to him, right. he and his group lived down there pretty high on the hog and uh they all kind of knew what was happening and knew what they were doing and he was arrested extradited but then spent the last this was two or three years ago mm-hmm. with just an ankle monitor on at his home under house arrest not in jail wow so, so basically <laughs> basically what they're saying in this statute now that i read this it's starting to clear mm-hmm. what the statute was trying to do it says whoever corruptly alters destroys mutilates. That's that's right down the middle of what Enron did. Yeah. So we're going to make illegal what Enron did. Mm-hmm. All right. Then they're going to say criminal minds know what we're talking about here. You're doing something to keep us from able to investigate you. So if we haven't thought about, like for instance, um, you get into the metadata. So alters, well, you'd be altering there. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But I yeah. think what they're trying to say is, well, you're arguing what altering means. Met- metadata didn't document. We didn't alter the document. We just altered the metadata. Document's clear. So, no, no, no. You knew what we meant. Yeah. Metadata is included. So, I think that's what otherwise obstructs influences. So, you're doing something corruptly, yeah. dishonestly, and you're obstructing. Mm-hmm. And, and to call, I can't, I can't ever remember using the word corrupt. Without a without a, a a an air of dishonesty, mm-hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so to make this statute work, I think corrupt has to be dishonest. Yeah. And I think that the, that the, that the, the problem with the court of appeal there is going to be um, saying it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. because their argument is that it take it makes lobbying criminal. All right. But if you read it this way, whoever dishonestly obstructs and influences, that's not make that should. If you're a lobbyist and you're doing it dishonestly, you should go to jail. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it honestly, if you make corruptly dishonest, it makes sense. Whoever dishonestly obstructs, influences, or impedes. Nobody was being dishonest that day. Everybody there was going, we think Trump won. I'm being honest. <laughs> I think, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, thought police. That's what you're talking about. Does this make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think, I definitely think that the message was sent with the other two charges. So the felony charges of assaulting and the misdemeanor of disorderly conduct. It feels like the obstruction of an official proceeding is a stretch. Um, I feel like their actions were well enough covered by those other two. You know, you come in, you shouldn't be but assaulting a police Trump officer. If I don't have so, yeah. so this is this is the interesting thing I'm gonna do to you. Mm-hmm. Apply Hansen to this case. Oh, let me think if I remember that one. Um Hansen, Hansen if you'll remember, um in that case they the defendant did something Yes. Um he was scamming people out of their money. Um for for immigration. For immigration. Um, he was adopting people. And he's saying you could interpret that to say that anybody who, uh, a journalist that says, hey, come to the United States. Would, yes. All right, that's Hanson. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, that journalist gets arrested. You can, you've got standing to say this is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. But what you did was definitely scamming. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, unco- it's not your free speech here to, to commit fraud. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So apply Hanson to this case. Yeah. So that statute, they argued, or the court ruled that um, the statute was not unconstitutional, that it was not to be read as broadly as Hanson was arguing that it was being, a, as broadly as Hanson was arguing it was being read, if that makes sense. No, what you said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the court ruled that this statute should be interpreted narrowly. Hansen was arguing that the statute is actually too broad. And could cover protected and speech. could cover protected speech. But the court said no, that's not the case. That's not what the statute is intended to do. Um Okay. So in this case here, Enron, mm-hmm. could they claim, hey, this statute is overbroad, it could, could protect it could um it could make criminal um a felon out of a of a protester. Mm-hmm. That would be Hansen. Yes. Okay, because because the statute's designed to stop Enron from doing what they mm-hmm. did. Enron can't say, well, you know, it could keep, it could get Glenn, who's mm-hmm. on a podcast, saying that the election was stolen. Yeah. Right. So really, it feels like the reasoning is flipped here. So they are arguing in Fisher, the court is reasoning that the statute um, that subsection two should be read broadly. It covers all corrupt. Um, obstructive conduct, whereas in Hansen, they narrowed the the reach of that statute. If that did, the defendants argue. Mm-hmm. Did they argue that this is protected speech? No, not that I saw. I didn't read any of their separate arguments. But you know, it's it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's not. It, it, it's not completely um, the same. Mm-hmm. However, it's close. It's close mm-hmm. to say that 
this statute can be read to cover something it's not supposed to cover. And this is one of those things mm-hmm. that this, that, that we, if you read that statute, we know what that means. Don't do what Enron did. Yeah. Don't do what Friedman did and run off to the Bahamas and keep spending money. Uh, he kept giving money to Democrats, even after yeah. he was under investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, why are his parents not in jail? Uh, because they're high-end Democratic operatives okay. that are also in... Corrupt. Well, yeah. Uh, but they're also <laughs> in uh, Stanford or some Ivy League school as professors as well. Tenured. Okay. So to get there again, going back to it, to get there, they have to first have a broad, a broad reading of what otherwise, I mean, what corrupt means. Mm-hmm. That corrupt means really basically anything. Corrupt means if you're corrupt. Yeah, corruption <laughs> is corruption. Yeah. <laughs> because we like we're I really thinking. can't believe that got squeezed in there. That's mm-hmm. that's bad. That's I would just like provoke someone who's yeah. been practicing a long time. That's a poor opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's corrupt because it's corrupt. And you know if it's corrupt, it's corrupt. So we know corruption. So corruption. All right. So a broad, very broad. But if you put dishonesty in there, this thing makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then the next thing they say is that, um, what's the other word that they go on here? They have to say that otherwise mm-hmm. means that, that um, in addition to, is what they're saying. They're saying whoever, all right, well, how they interpret they, otherwise. The majority <laughs> interprets otherwise as in a manner different from. All right. So if I say I don't want anybody here who is disruptive, um, disorderly, or otherwise uh, causing trouble. Yeah, see, that would make mean in a manner similar to in that context, yeah. you know, and that's what the dissent says. I can't use it any other way. No, I don't think so. I guess like, you could in a different, completely different use of the word. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's different, okay. you know, a whole different um, paragraph or something. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to the beach. Um, otherwise, it, I'll be at home. Yeah. Yeah. See, if, if if I go if I go to the beach, I'll be at the beach. Otherwise, I'll be at home. That's that's the different use of otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I go, I, I think this is a very clear statute. More I think about it, if you make if you read it right, mm-hmm. whoever dishonestly alters documents to impede or to to into uh, to beat the, or wait, I, to, to to get rid of the availability of official official proceedings. Come on, James. This is for me not sleeping. By the way. <laughs> all right. So whoever and man, you ought to get you ought to wait till you're in law school. And you stay up all night because you can't get a case or something done. Mm-hmm. And you have about three hours of sleep and they call on you oh. every time. I think they look at the redness of your eyes. Ah, Victoria's eyes are red. <laughs> call on her. And then you talk all over yourself. All right. So, um, all right. So, um, so whoever dishonestly alters a document with the intent to impair its integrity or availability for use in an official proceeding. All right. That makes sense. This. So what you're doing is you're making something a felony that would not otherwise be a felony. Would not otherwise be a felony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How am I using it there? Let's, I just used otherwise. How does that? What am I saying? It would not otherwise be a uh, That does fit their definition. Mm-hmm. It would not otherwise be a felony. Right. Yeah. So without it, it would not be otherwise be a felony means that or. Right. But we're using it in that other way. If I, I'm going to be at the beach, otherwise I'll be at the home. That's how I just used it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But if I say, all right, then, then whoever dishonestly 
impedes an official proceeding. That's what they're saying they did. There's no way. There's just no way you can read that statute that broadly. And and also, to cover how did two uh, people do it? Huh? This is just my thoughts. There's a lot of people who would fall under the definition of, you know, impeding. If you if you want to go there, right? How do you just segment two of them out for this, not more than two? And is there more, you know, uh, cases coming for this? Well, I mean, you're talking about collusion at that point. Um, that's Rico. Um, so um, they've 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 all been overbroad with that again. All right. There was a statute. There was a case on Section B mm-hmm. of that statute. Do you know what Section B reads? Um, I can find it. The reason yeah. I'm asking is I'd like to know. All right, they used Section B for the word corrupt. I'd like to know what happened in that case. Did you look up that case by any chance? I did not. But what was the name of it? I don't know. Because that makes um. So the title of this code. Um, that goes into all of these different subsections is tampering with a witness, victim, or an informant. <laughs> <laughs> but so you mean like prosecuting a, a lawyer, overly prosecuting a lawyer until <laughs> until they scream, give up, and you charge them with misdemeanors, and they say, "Yeah, I'm guilty. Just leave me alone." <laughs> like that. Okay, so I found subsection B if you want me to read it. Yes. So subsection B is whoever knowingly uses intimidation, threatens, or corruptly persuades another person or attempts to do so or engages in misleading conduct toward another person with intent to influence, delay, or prevent the testimony of any person in an official proceeding, cause or induce any person to... um, And then it goes into a couple of... What did the person in that case get... I don't have the case in front of me, but What's the name of the case. I'm not sure. Was that in a, in a majority opinion? N- um, no, I just looked up the the statute that they referenced in the oh, majority. They, oh, they didn't talk about that stat that's that section B. They talked about that section B in their definition of corrupt intent, but they they might have cited the case here. You cited one. That's why I said that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it. I don't want to put pressure on her. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so we found the case. It was Arthur Anderson. Uh, a, a an accounting firm. Are you familiar with that case? I'm not. Mm-mm. Arthur Anderson was one of the big five. Yeah, firms. big time. And I think this still are. The, are they still? They, they survived. Yes, them. of course they did. Why they, wouldn't they? They, <laughs> they apparently, according to Wikipedia, which I cannot trust, said that that that, that Arthur Anderson instructed the Enron employees to, to shred everything, <laughs> and that's was before the statute, so that doesn't apply. You know, um, but subsection B is definitely talking about C. Definitely talking about corruption. You know, it it is. Um, You know, when you think of the mafia, you think of corrupt. Yeah. You think of politicians, you think of corrupt. When you think of, but when I think of protesters, I don't think of corrupt. Yeah, I think of like political fervor. And if something gets out of hand, you think of mob mentality, you know, like, yeah. So what do you think is going to happen to the Supreme Court? I don't know. Um, Have they accepted Rich? Yeah, they haven't yet. I don't think so. But Rich have been applied. I'm not sure. They have. They have. Somewhere. Yeah. Me, writ meaning they'd ask permission for the for the Supreme Court to hear the case, um, let them present it to the Supreme Court. We know all about that. Um, so the dissent then d- does say, do they say what they, they thought the section uh, 
two was four? Yes. Um, it was kind of. I think you told me, but now I'm out. the statue's getting very familiar to me. Yeah, Full disclosure, Arthur Anderson um, apparently was in 2002. They went basically away. And to, they were part of the big five that turned the accounting firms into the big four. Okay. I thought it was gone. I knew somebody who was an accountant for Arthur Anderson. Mm-hmm. And when it went under, he lost his job. He had nothing to do with Enron. Zero. Yeah. He was a partner there, though. And uh, basically. So they, it was corruption. Huh? Well, he lost everything. I mean, yeah, he had yeah. to start over. Wow. They, they were corrupt, and they hurt him when he didn't do, do anything. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I talked to his father years later. His father passed away. And I told him I'm sorry that happened to his son. And he said that his son has admitted he knew they were doing it. He didn't have anything to do with it, but he was aware. So he, the son came to terms with it. You know, the fact that, hey, it's a fair, a fair thing to happen to me for letting it go on and me not saying things that I lost everything. Mm-hmm. But now he's working for another big firm and he's definitely ethical. Yeah. I, I haven't seen him in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could see you're at this big firm and you hear they're doing this because could you imagine what's going on? Well, we're, we're going to, we're going, we're sending our client. We're, we're, we're shredding documents. <laughs> Just look away. Don't come in this room. Okay. And it happens like that. I know of a banker that I had high, high, he's, he's passed away. High, 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 um, you know, respect board still did it after it happened. But what happened? Somebody According to the this is according to the case that I read, um, they walked in and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're going to um, put in some money, six thousand and another another seven tomorrow, so it doesn't have to be reported." And he apparently said yes, like that, without thinking about it or whatever. And the next thing you know, he's in federal court, pleaded to a felony. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I have a feeling that some of the times when you're in one of these big firms or a bank. And someone's doing something, you don't have time to think, am I committing a crime now for not saying something? Mm-hmm. I don't think he did. But he looked at it like getting wiped out financially and have to start over wasn't the worst thing that could possibly happen to him. All right. But anyway, going back to it then, they said that uh, – I asked you a question. Did you answer it? I can't remember. Uh, no, not yet. Um, the, yeah. question, the question was what did the dissent say about – all right, so what's happened here is I'm asking a question I've already mm-hmm. asked before. But now I really do have a good feel for the statute. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell me what section two, which is the part that says otherwise. Yes. Um, they came to the same conclusion that we've kind of come to after um, dissecting the statute um, that section two applies as it relates to um, section one. And is they don't define it as a catch all, but it's a smaller catch all for criminal minds. So, yes, number one, we're talking about the destruction of documents. But number two you can't fly to another country, evade, um, you know, law enforcement um, that is obstructing a, a proceeding. So you know what we mean. This is the type of corrupt behavior that we're trying to prevent against. Really, they cite back to, um, is it Enron? Yeah. The Enron scandal a lot in that dissent. So that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that statute's for. And what's it titled? What's it titled? The Yeah, you said the title is something like. Documents. Oh, yeah. That whole statute is like the hold on. It's right here. It was just kind of funny. The tampering with a witness, victim or an informant is the name of that. that That's shredding. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, by the way, Arthur Anderson is somewhat continuing 
as a consulting firm. Uh, in 2014, uh, former Arthur Anderson uh, heads bought the rights to it and made a consulting firm called Anderson Global Global, which employs about 12,000 people currently worldwide. It's like the international and cut off the hydra's head and there's another one will grow right behind it. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, I do think that I do think that that this JSIG is if we look, if we apply it to Hansen, this is the perfect reason why Hansen says you have to have standing if it's not supposed to apply. So these defendants will have standing to say this is too broad mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. under Hansen. Right? They said that because they said, didn't they? In Hansen, they said, if if a reporter who says, I think that we should have open borders. And, and that encourages someone to come across. That's not what this statute's about. Mm-hmm. Or if you put up a joke on Twitter saying, uh, vote here. Kind of like that. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, no that's. Reference in yeah, case. I mean, that, but that is, I'm going to tell you something. That is, that, that, I think that's overbroad. And, 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 and that's, that's what Hanson's saying is the statute can be overbroad, but you can't be the person that is designed. So if if they were shredding documents, they can't say, well, this is going to count. This is going to this statute could be applied to protesters that after an election. That's mm-hmm. stupid. That's not what this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So we don't think you should be able to get us for shredding the documents. No, no. You mm-hmm. shredded documents. You did exactly what the statute was designed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in Hanson, he was committing. He was he was defrauding. Yeah. Encouraging him to become United States so he could defraud them. That's really the best way to put what he was doing. Was really right, horrible. right, exactly. These poor people that are trying to get away from abject poverty, he talks them into saving their money, coming here and giving it to him. So or borrowing it from the cartel. So he brings them here for corrupt reasons. Dishonest, mm-hmm. corrupt. He can't claim that the thing's overbroad. It was what he was doing, the very thing that it was right down the middle doing. So what that's, what I'm reading Hanson to be is we're not going to throw out a statute that can be somehow or another interpreted broadly. Mm-hmm. But if but it says if you have standing, he didn't have standing. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was corrupt because of corruption. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he if you look at the statute they that they prosecuted him on, he fit perfectly. Right. Yeah. There was no question it was designed it was clear. to get a guy that's that's using deceit to get people over here to make money. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But then he's and he says, then, well, that concludes reporters. Yeah, it could. If they read it that broadly, we'd throw that out. They'd have standing. You don't have standing. You creep. You think. So, yeah. Right. So here, if Enron said, oh, man, this might cover protests, they go, it might. And if they do, we'll throw that out. But we're not throwing this out because you <laughs> just shredded a bunch of crap and tried to leave you're the country. evil. And yeah. you tried to leave the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I do good stuff. Yeah. I think we've solved it. The Supreme Court needs to call us. We'll fill them in. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They can write their opinions afterwards. Yes. And we'll be done by lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom reigns. Yes. The J6 guys will be out of jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You betcha. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Whatever. Where did you apply to yesterday? I applied to, um, where did I apply? Um, Arkansas, University of Arkansas. So I have LSU in Arkansas. Applications in. Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't wear shoes if you go to Arkansas. Uh, you can if they're red. <laughs> if they're bright red, you can wear. Can you? Oh yeah, they encourage that. I know that for a fact because my um, one of my relations was going there for engineering, mm-hmm. and he had because he's a hipster had bright bright red shoes. Yeah. 
and everybody goes, great shoes everywhere he went, <laughs> all over the Arkansas campus. So anyway. <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed if Supreme Court doesn't throw those J6 out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they got crimes they committed. Yeah, they yeah. The, and, and they admit they did. Right. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not prosecuting them over the crimes they admitted to. Yeah. They're prosecuting them because they need to get Trump. Yes. You understand mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. So what they had to do is they had to find uh, people who were not there. Okay. And, and, and let's not think past the sale. We're we're thinking past. Oh yeah, this was a insurrection. Why was it an insurrection? Here's what I you know I'm going to propose right now. It was an insurrection, and they had to make it so because otherwise Trump. Otherwise, no. <laughs> the, uh, all right, just let me let me talk about it. Anyway. Uh, the media had been saying, he's Hitler, he's Hitler, he's Hitler, he's Hitler. He's going to stay in office. He's going to stay in office. They've been doing that for four years. They needed this to confirm that they hadn't been lying and this wasn't a psyop the whole time. Oh, I mean, I mean, there's a, they're, they're, they don't read. He ain't me. They're just corrupt. All right. So there's that. Well, word. they just needed to All right, convince so, 50% of the electorate. All right. So let me go back to this. Which I did. What he's talking about is psyop. And that is a, a something that's very important to talk about. But what I want to stick with the law here. Uh, for once, please, you're mindful of mush is getting out, of, getting in my way, Glenn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I'll see if I can get it back into my head. Uh, all right. So, so the, the the theory, the theory on what they're doing is this: that mm-hmm. they take people who clearly went in, like these guys. Yeah. Fisher's that his name? Yeah. So Fisher went in. He mm-hmm. went across. He he trespassed. He he pushed some officers with a shield. I've seen that video. Mm-hmm. They did. He did push very hard. Mm-hmm. All right. But they got somebody there. Yeah. And then what you do is you charge them with this Enron statute. Mm-hmm. And then you get a conviction, which I could convict a hamburger in Washington, D.C. if they said that hamburger is a Republican. You can. Washington, D.C. is going to convict you. Mm-hmm. All right. So so they get that hamburger convicted of this. All right. Now they've got convictions and an appellate court that says it's OK. Mm-hmm. So then they start finding people who did not trespass. They did it. They were just encouraging those who were there to do it. Mm-hmm. Weren't there? No trespass, no nothing. They're saying that that, that that's that this that this Enron statute applies to them. Well, now you've got people who weren't there. Well, who who's the biggest person that wasn't there? Trump. So now they can use this, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're now trying Trump under this statute right here. Yeah. And they're going to have to say that what Trump did was it was it uh, was creating an impeding Senate from confirming his opponent as president. Mm -hmm. Is that what you get? Yeah. And so this the reason this is so important is that Fisher is getting ready to Trump. Okay. yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. Now, see, here's the problem. You've got an injured defender, a public a public defender representing Fisher. Mm-hmm. You don't have the money that Trump has to hire constitutional yeah. lawyers and and big so so they need this thing to go to the Supreme Court and and it be found constitutional before it really gets briefed. So what do you think they do to stop that from happening? Just mm-hmm. see if you can figure this out as a law student, a you, future law student. What do you think who does to All stop right, so yeah. so you're you're worried about if you're the Supreme Court and you're saying, man, it's the public defender. 
Yes. And, I, and it's nothing against the public defense. I was, I did that for you. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have a thousand cases. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything you can to be as good a lawyer as you could possibly be. Yeah. And, and I'm glad I did that year. Mm-hmm. I would, I recommended you do it if you have the opportunity because there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing against those people. Yeah. All right. They don't have time to write it. So what do you think? Nor the resources. So what do you think the Supreme Court does on that? Mm-hmm. Do you know, Glenn? You ever heard of an amicus brief? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So get so, somebody to write an amicus brief. Right. Anybody else that says, hey, you know, this this, mm-hmm. this is trying to get Trump too. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling Trump's lawyers can probably submit mm-hmm. a brief on this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, it's going to get well briefed. It's not going to be just that public defender. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure that public defender is going like, whoo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting some help here. Here comes the cavalry. Yeah, <laughs> as well as you know, I mean, probably that's why those briefs exist. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, is to keep a bad someone bad who's actors, overwhelmed yeah. or not a good lawyer could be a bad lawyer too. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I but he a, may not be. He may be an excellent lawyer, but just he cannot devote the resources. Exactly. It, yeah, it can, or both. Um, but but I, I agree, and so so this thing they, they, they've applied for it. I have seen, that. yeah, and um, and it's going to be interesting to see if the Supreme Court takes it up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be three votes against taking it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hopefully, we have four votes to take it up. You know, you know, it, it, to me, it's short sighted on those liberal judges to allow common law to creep into criminal law. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we're going to say, well, you know, we're going to stretch the statute as broad as possible, we'll make anything we want to ex post facto, and it's just not supposed to be what it is. You're supposed to be able to look at that statute and go, am I am I doing something illegal or not? Yeah. You're supposed to be able to absolutely know that. If I'm protesting on the White House and I step across the line, does that make me the trespass suddenly becomes an impeding of Congress, and therefore I'm a felon? I don't think I don't think that's what that. Statute. And if you're outside the White House and go there any time. There's always someone protesting. Think of it this way: as a as a as a as a young law student, you you're looking for a statute that you can try. They say, "Okay, we're going to try to say what can you prosecute these people for?" Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go to this. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the, the, the title of it again? The tampering with a witness, victim, or an informant. You you you'd see that statute? Would you continue looking? I would not. I would not. <laughs> You think I'm done? Yeah, I'm like, okay, that one doesn't apply. <laughs> yeah, unless <laughs> unless you're unless otherwise, you're, yeah. unless you're willing to to do, do lawfare. This is lawfare. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no way this statute's supposed to apply to this. No way. There's no fair interpretation yeah. that can make this apply to this. I'm peeking through here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the job was done with the other charges. I mean, charging them for what they actually did, and to me, like, obviously, you know, when you're in a big crowd like that it's easy to manipulate and persuade a crowd to have them do things that they wouldn't normally do. So I feel like there's a disconnect between actual corruption and proving that the crowd was corrupt. You know, it was mob mentality. People were, you know, following the crowd. Um, now, if yeah. you're assaulting a, a police officer. a phone saying, come in right by the door. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Cherry picker. So charge them with what they were doing, assaulting a police officer. You know, they said some pretty heinous things. Some people were beating up on police officers. Okay, you get charged for that. But I just, I don't personally, after reading it, see the connection between corruption and what we know corruption to be in mob mentality, you know. Gotcha. That's what I think. And, and yeah. by the way, that's, if you do that in law school, you'll be fine. Okay. 
whether you're right or wrong. Yeah. You did mm-hmm. right. You you made a good argument. The argument is this is not a, this is you're confusing two different or you're you're conflating them. You're not they're yeah. potentially conflating. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's but it, but see to me, uh, I got to be very careful here. A court that's willing to interpret a statute that broadly knowing that's not how we're supposed to interpret statutes. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to tap just to know this on your logs at all schools. I mean, you're going to hear it. It's not going to just be this the first time you heard. You're going to hear it yeah. a bunch more times. Criminal statutes have to be interpreted narrowly. You've got to know mm-hmm. you've committed a crime, a particular crime. You got to know that you're going. One more time. It's so funny. I can't remember. Oh, tampering with a witness, victim, or an informant. You got to know that if I if I if I if I trespass, that I'm I'm tampering with a witness. I don't think that's what this statute's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm almost sure it's not. Now think about this: if the majority is mm-hmm. to say that it's unconstitutional to apply it in that in that way, yeah, the statute itself won't be. It'll be just yeah. They'll just say it'd be unconstitutional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Justice Thomas's either opinion or his, what did that matter? His opinion or his concurring opinion mm-hmm. or his dissent? He's going to go into the history of Enron mm-hmm. and go, now, how do you take this Enron statute tampering with witnesses, tampering with evidence? Ooh. What evidence? Now, if they had gone in and destroyed all Dominion machines so you couldn't. Eh. <laughs> That would be tampering with evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, and, 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 but you know, even that, even that, mm-hmm. they try, you know, when, it, when Sidney Powell just um, pled guilty, that's what they were arguing she did, mm-hmm. that she was tampering, she was getting a, a public official to do something dishonest. Yeah. That's what they were claiming, but it was just a misdemeanor. Why didn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know why they didn't apply, do you know why they didn't apply that statute there? No. Because it had gone to federal court. There you go. <sighs> <laughs> or it was, that's kind of, well, corruption. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it, it's exciting times to live in. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And um, it's exciting Probably, going into law school. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling it'll be before you start, though, because some mm-hmm. of this stuff needs to be. Resolve fairly quickly. Yeah. For instance, two courts now have put a gag order on a candidate for president. Which, ironically, might get him elected. <laughs> yeah, what well, his theory is he doesn't have to say something. Yeah, if he anymore. just is quiet, he'll walk into the presidency. <laughs> you know, the gag order, the gag order is, is <clears throat> when you look at it, it's, it says you can't say anything against the prosecution. <laughs> The prosecutor could say I'm that I'm corrupt, that I'm doing these and I'm doing that, but I can't say that he is corrupt. So you're going to have a small red-haired guy next to Trump saying, you know, all the insults. You know what happened, <laughs> don't you? What, what caused all this to happen? <laughs> the judge had a clerk, and that clerk was seen at a Democratic fundraiser with very, very liberal, what I would call communist um We'll call them Marxists, and this is why we'll call them Marxists, because they mark you as someone to take all your stuff. (laughs) But anyway, he, Trump, Mm -hmm. put a picture, that picture, on his website Mm -hmm. and pissed the judge off. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. So he, so there was two of them. So he, he, he told him, okay, you got to take that down. 
Well, he took almost all of it down, by the way. He did. one place. One place. It stayed in there, and they, he, they said it's complicated. I tried. We, it, it wasn't intentional. He got fined $5,000. But if he does it, you know, and to him, $5,000 like 20 cents to me or 10 cents to me, probably mm-hmm. maybe even a penny. Uh, but um, anyway, but it's what can you say? What can you not say? What can you do? You, what can you not do? And I, I, it's, I think that he'll push the envelope. I think he wants to get arrested. You think Trump wants to be arrested? Yeah, I think he thinks that'll put him in the White House. <laughs> yeah, I think if he just be this quiet. I mean, he's great at getting publicity, free publicity. So there you go. That makes him a martyr. And yeah, and uh, you know, if he was in jail, he could say anything he wanted, right? No, no, no. It's worse. Um, now the interesting, it's interesting. A lot of what's going on with this um, this lawfare, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically bankrupt lawyers, the lawyers that been accused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can't again. I can't afford it. If if you said I have to do a five month trial, I'm going to go. Well, I lose. I can't find. A, I can't afford a prosecutor. Well, I'm going to get a. I can't get a public defender because I have to make too much money, mm-hmm. right? And and I can't afford one. So how's Sydney Powell going to go to five month trial? She can't afford that. She makes good money. I'm not saying you don't make good money. She just makes money on her book. But I'm going to say that 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 Glenn makes more than I did, a lot more. I don't know that Glenn could afford a five month trial. No. Wipe me out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's. If I effectively tried to. Right, fight. right. Yeah. You really tried to fight it. And if you do lose, and you can see that if you get the right jury, you'll lose. I guess I'm telling you, you could, you could prosecute a hamburger in Washington, D.C. if you tell everybody, hey, it's a Republican hamburger. That he, that hamburger's going to jail. And I think that same thing in, in, in uh, is it Fulton County, Georgia, where. Yeah. You know, I think the same thing there. They, they, that she knows, Sidney Powell knows the jury that is going to pick. It's going to say, "Well, look at that Republican yeah, white Yeah, lady. she's Trump's lawyer. Is what's going to be in their head, even right? Not true. And then what is his name? Cheeseburger, cheese uh, cheeseburger. He was the other lawyer that got. He just. I don't him. know what his name is. Cheeseburger doesn't register. Ches Chesborough, or something like that. And then, and then now the one that really got me was his personal lawyer. Mm-hmm. That played guilty too. She couldn't afford it, and see, he can't fund it. He can't even pay for her lawyer. He'd like to have said, "Okay, I'll pay for your lawyer," but he can't because that's a conflict of interest. He can't. <laughs> he can't give that girl money. I can't remember her name. She pled yes. She she agreed yesterday to plead. She was crying. Yeah, you know, you know. Here you are. You go to law school, and then you do so well that you get to, to represent the president of the United States, and you go in and you argue a case. And they try you in lawfare for something you just didn't do. Didn't do. And, and for felonies all over the place, mm-hmm. they dismissed the felonies and you got to admit to a misdemeanor. Suddenly you're a criminal. Even though a misdemeanor criminal, you're a criminal for just doing your job. That is a sad state of affairs. Mm-hmm. And they're all agreeing that they can't appeal it. They can't change their mind. They can't withdraw it. Now, there are, there are rules on that. Yeah. Post-conviction relief. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Uh, you need to know what, what what they are when you're in law school. Exam. I'll tell you why, because I had never heard of it. So we didn't cover it in law school. Yeah. And it was on the exam, and I didn't. I mean, and, and I'd never even heard of it. So Kevin Seal said, "Hey, I'm going to go back and look at post conviction relief." I said, "What is that?" He said, "Well, after you've been convicted, you have certain things you can file." 
Yeah. We didn't go over that. He said, I know, but it's it 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 it's never been on the law exam, but I'm just gonna look at it. Mm-hmm. Law, on on the bar exam. So it was on there. Wow. And I went, um, this is what I wrote on my bar exam. I said, look, this is post-conviction relief. I can tell you that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I can tell you where in the criminal code it is. Kevin just told me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never been on the bar, to be honest with you. I never read it. But as a lawyer, I would know right where to go. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and I passed the bar. <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> apparently, they just want to know, can you practice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, anyway, they're all post-conviction relief. But, but they've made they've made Sidney Powell a criminal. And they've made Chesboro or however you say his name, a criminal. And, they, and this other one, I think her name's Trudy. Um, yeah, I forget her She name. played yesterday. It's so sad. And you think about think of think of yourself. Yeah. Someday you you I'm representing the president of the United States. And he doesn't ask you to do anything illegal. Just represent me. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do anything illegal. I mean, what did they get her for? Some it was they didn't get her for the voting machine thing. They got her for something. I made something up. It was a misdemeanor, basically. Just but what are you going to do? Up. She can't afford a five-month trial. Mm-hmm. And, and my thought is, how are they affording the five-month trial? Well, you know, I don't think they were ready. That's why I would have called the bluff. All right, I'm old enough. I would go. I would, I would take the bullet. I really do. I think I would. I think I'd say, oh, let's try it. I'll try. You know what? I'm a lawyer. I represent myself. Mm-hmm. You, know, and that's full, you, know that, you know the rule. If you, anybody that represents himself has a fool for a client. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You do need to have your own yeah. lawyer. But uh, I, I don't know. I might have gone with IDB, too. I might have said, hey, just, just do this together. Yeah. Um, mm, that statute should not have been applied. It's sad. They're making felons, felons out of all of these people over a statute for Enron. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, and I say it. I think I say it almost every time I come on here. Like, I might vehemently not agree with something somebody says, but you have a right to say it. And, yeah. you know, and. Yeah, well, I think it started with hate speech prosecution, to be honest. Are you aware of how infiltrated that J6 crowd was with bad people? Yeah, you've, you've talked talked about that. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who are dishonest. The very thing they're accusing these people of, they are, what are they doing? They are inciting people to go on to, pro- the FBI was Agent inciting people to go on to and, and, and impede mm-hmm. a federal proceeding. They were doing the very thing they're accusing the J6 people of. Mm-hmm. Perhaps colluding with certain operatives in the government, and I mean that were evacuated. <laughs> you know, Nancy Pelosi. You know, saying, "Okay, it started." In her documentary, <laughs> that her daughter just so happened to be videoing at the time. <laughs> wow, that's a coinkening. All right. Well, thank you again. Yeah. We're at the hour and 15 minute mark, which means that we are officially done with our time. Um, thank you for preparing, especially yes. since Very I, good. I had to go to the airport, pick up Isopoin Kayaki yesterday. I want to see your little transcriber thing. Transcribe that. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it works. <laughs> if you do Isopoin Kayaki, you're in trouble. <laughs> if it can do that, and then it, as it learns, what it'll do is James said. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for your hard work Absolutely. on that, and you saved the podcast today. Um, you know, Charlotte kept apologizing for the plane being late. So, Charlotte, that's what, that's what airlines that's what planes do. Yeah. do. They're <laughs> always late or they cancel. One of the two. I, I, I've always said that when they say the arrival time, it's 9.08. That's best case scenario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
you got you didn't even get a flight one time, right? You had, yeah. Did they put you up in a hotel? Yeah, they did. They so. didn't me. I I came back. I always had problems coming back. I was coming back from Colorado for a friend's wedding, and they said, uh, your flight's been canceled. I go, I'm in Dallas. I go, okay. Do you have a place to stay? I go, no. And they said, hmm. And then it's clicking, 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 clicking. And they go, we can uh, get you there. And this was supposed to be like I'd be there at 2 p.m. We can get you there at 2 a.m. if you go through this. And I went. I mean, I thought I was going to be on a biplane at the last leg of the, the journey to Shreveport, but it was just or. Let me tell you a funny thing. Mad D D M A D D I. Yeah. She was doing the podcast. We did the uh, we did the Denver Airport. Were you on that one? Yeah. The Denver Airport would have that demonic looking thing out front of it. Well, they did this baggage thing that was considered up to date. It would like slingshot your. Remember that? Yeah, it, it's underneath the Denver airport. There's lots of conspiracy theories on it. Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the three bags that Charlotte and, and Sarah flew with didn't make it to Shreveport. Oh, no. <laughs> they, they're still, they were still in Denver. Supposedly this morning, they're flying to Houston and then sometime today from Houston to Shreveport. And then they're going to get in a vehicle and bring it to Sarah. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe, uh, we actually had an incident where my, uh, daughter-in-law, uh, basically her luggage was stolen off the carousel. Wow. Does that sound familiar? Uh, <laughs> did, were the pantyhose gone? No, the, the, the whole thing was gone. Never, wow. never you know what we're talking about there? There was no. a, there was a guy hide administration. Of, of, yeah. He was head of the nuclear agent, uh, regulatory agency. Crossdresser, whatever they call them now. Trans. Yeah, he was trans. Mm-hmm. Had a shaved head, full mustache, wore dresses. All so he would he would go to the airport mm-hmm. and he would look for women about his size and then steal their luggage, especially if their luggage was very fashionable. Right. Why don't you just go to the store and purchase? I understand. <laughs> Yo, kleptomania. He's a weirdo. Yeah, well, why. I'm gonna say this though. He was a klepto weirdo. All right. And, but I I mm-hmm. I know somebody who's a klepto. And he's otherwise a good person. Yeah. But they can't stop themselves. Oh, it's like an addiction, I guess? Like yes, the stealing? compulsion. Oh, okay. Yeah, and an otherwise very honest person. Yeah. A very, very honest person. I don't even, I think that they would probably like to sneak it back just to show they could. Yeah. I think it's the fun of trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Or, or not the, the fun, thrill. the thrill. The thrill. There's a yeah. dopamine hit, I'd imagine. If you get- yeah, and that's, that's, there's all kinds of examples of that, of that. But anyway, yeah, their luggage got misplaced. Yeah. At the Denver airport, which is supposed to have the highest tech. Now, Charlotte said that it had something to do with other than that. It, that it had something. Well, they don't. That that system, they abandoned years ago. It's just sitting there. Okay. And it cost millions and millions but and there millions was, of dollars. There was there was inclement weather between Denver and Shreveport over the Dallas area, somewhere yeah. in there, something, something like that. And so they were going to have to fly around. And because they had to fly around it, they had to do two things. They had to reduce the weight of the plane, and they had to refuel completely because they didn't have enough fuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, apparently, they want you to have enough fuel that you can fly to the destination and back. Yeah, that's that's good. You know, or something to that effect. That you 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 it's they they would have had enough to fly over, but if they had to fly back twice around that, they didn't have enough to get back to, to Denver. Yeah, therefore you have to take some weight off the plane. 
and they picked two skinny people <laughs> to take their stuff off. Yeah. There were 10 bags taken off. Two of them were, were, were ours. That's 20%. <laughs> I will tell you this. Though. You ever see the Beverly Hillbillies? Mm-mm. When they loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly? Oh, yeah. The the intro, the credit scene. Yeah. You yeah. ever see that big, all that luggage? It's huge. As big as this desk. Yeah. Huge luggage. Trunk. When they said, how come they picked ours? I went, I picked up those things and put them on the tray for you to go to, to Japan. Those were the two biggest pieces of luggage <laughs> on that plane. <laughs> That's why they picked your luggage. <laughs> All right. So, what could that? What could made that flight that ten-hour flight? I tell you what, I know exactly what could have helped that ten-hour flight fly by. Well, along with giving them huge amounts of productivity to work on whatever they wanted to work on, or just talk, and that would be PJ's coffee. Because you don't want to drink the coffee on the airplane. Trust me, is it's no, you don't want to do that. There's a lot of problems with that. And, <clears throat> pardon me, what you can do is you can get your PJ's coffee. You can get on the plane. You can do that in Houghton, Louisiana, while you're on the way to Shreveport. And you can get you a big tumbler of delicious uh, dark roast, light roast, whatever you like, or a wonderful tea and boosted with all natural Red Bull. And a pastry that you're saving money on top of this, James, because, you know, the prices in the airport are just outrageous. And so you get on the plane, you open up your croissant or whatever you want to buy and just have a wonderful time. Not as good, though, as if you got that at the PJs and and ate it there because it's a wonderful environment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you again, Victoria. Uh, we lose no, her in June. Know. I don't know what I'm going to do. When she- I don't know either. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with, I don't know if it's going to be the dynamic duo or is it going to be Dwayne with us? I don't know. Dwayne, you know, he's working. So, but he's sending us all this stuff about AI being racist. And so, anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, our listeners. Give us some feedback. Someday we're going to have a website where you can everybody knows where to go. That's right. <laughs> bye bye. Where is where's what? Oh, the stop corner. There it is. No, slow. Do it slow. Yeah, we need you a bigger person. Thought he did that. Um, side to side is what you want to do, not up and down. Just move it slowly.